It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Just an observation I made last night. When you go on the airplane, you've got all these idiotic mask rules, you know. And, and fortunately, where I live, I haven't had to wear a mask in a while. So when I go to the airport, I have a visceral reaction to having to wear a stupid mask. And it's funny because right now, at least on the airline that I was flew Delta in, and, and I had my nose sticking out, and they're like, when I got on the plane, please cover your nose. And I said, okay, and I put it up. She goes, I know, like that, like, I know it's a pain in the arse. The funny thing is <clears throat> that then I maybe didn't notice it the last time. There were a lot more of these uh, N95 masks around the last time I traveled, but now it's just these stupid cloth masks, which mean nothing, which, uh, honestly, they do nothing. And it's been proved. The CDC said they do nothing. The CDC, a couple of months ago, said that cloth masks are worthless. Wearing a cloth mask to prevent COVID is like wearing a cowboy hat to go scuba diving. It makes no bloody sense. So I have to wear a stupid mask and a little seat that's 18 inches wide when my shoulders are 26 inches wide. Then on comes the announcement. And this is kind of funny, I think. They say, please make sure to turn off your electronic devices and put them in airplane mode because we wouldn't want them to interfere with the pilot's uh, navigation system. And, and I got to thinking about that because this is kind of like COVID. All right. And, and let me explain why. When you have COVID, your chance of dying from COVID, are, it's very remote. Uh, it is uh, probably higher than your chance of dying in a, in a plane crash. Okay. But they tell everyone who gets on a plane that you have to turn off your electronic device, put it in airplane mode, because it might interfere with the navigational system of the plane. So you'd think that any terrorist worth their salt would say, why am I worried about figuring out shoe bombs? Why am I worried about, uh, you know, trying to uh, bring a box cutter on an airplane when all I got to do is leave my phone in not airplane mode and uh, surf the web? I could send them flying into a building. They'd have no idea. It really is. It's kind of interesting uh, because, you know, that, that apparently on a train, there's in each one of the old, old-timey old trains, you could pull a, a rope that would break the train. The individual, any, any individual in any car, if there's an emergency, you could stop the train. Uh, can you do that with your phone just by not having it in, uh, you know, airplane mode? Or has turning off phones for everybody never, ever meant anything? Has it ever really meant anything to turn off your phone on airplane? I'm not an expert in, in uh, you know, avionics or whatever. I've never flown a plane. I've flown in many of them. But, but seriously, if, in fact, it is so dangerous to have your phone on, surfing the web or whatever, and not in airplane mode, then why don't terrorists just wait to fly and just turn their phone on? You know, anyway, these are the things you wonder about when you're a nervous flyer. Uh, which I am a nervous flyer. It's kind of like the whole COVID thing. We're terrified. Everybody's got to wear a mask. Everybody's wearing a mask. Really? Really? When was the last time that a cloth mask saved somebody's life? It's kind of like, when is the last time that somebody turning on their phone caused a plane to crash? Oh, yeah, never. Oh, yeah, never. We have all of these little, uh, if we really, if you really wanted to live in absolute fear, then you could right now. If you are agoraphobic, 2022 is perfect. You'll want to stay at home because <laughs> of all the nuts out there. Uh, it's a remarkable time. It is a remarkable time. But I choose to say, no, I'm not going to live that way. 
I'm not going to live that way. And I'll play your stupid little game, and I'll wear your stupid little mask last night, and I don't hold it personally against the, you know, the gate agents, and I don't hold it personally against the, as I'm standing there having to undress, you know, to get on a plane. It's That's another thing that's so incredibly stupid. I had to take my, literally, I had to walk barefoot through the x-ray thingy where you hold your arms up and uh, voyeurs can look at me naked, which I can't imagine is too pleasant because I need to lose about 40 pounds. But it is just, just, just remarkable. And then, and then people lash out. And, and, and if you think about this, I was reading a, a, new, a story today about a, a woman who, uh, who went nuts on an airline flight. And a lot of this has been happening since COVID. And I don't think it's about booze, to be quite honest. I think our lives are spent in fear every day. I remember that incidence of unruly passengers and, and people, you know, trying to open the doors of planes started happening, I think, a little bit more often after 9-11. And it's because the, it was so overwhelming after 9-11 to get on an airliner and realize that anybody in that plane you had to watch out for. Uh, you know, you, you didn't want a racial profile. And you didn't want to, you know, say it was maybe the the terrorists were, you know, Islamic terrorists. That was verboten. Everybody had to be a subject of uh, of scrutiny and uh, et cetera. And, and I don't doubt that this abject fear and the amount of rules you have to go through to get on a plane and the tension that it existed and began to kind of relax a little bit before COVID came along. And now you've got to wear a stupid mask and you've got people threatening you with removal from the plane if you're not your mask is not uh, you know and i do it does it surprise me that people snap on freaking airplanes no it doesn't surprise me that people snap on airplanes i'm a nervous flyer i i wouldn't snap like will smith uh, with chris rock on an airplane because i know the consequences but i just wonder if some of these restrictions if all of this nonsense all of this this scrutiny this surveillance just you know maybe it's a drink or two that just set them off you know, you're on the airplane and you're like, I can't take this anymore. I need to get off of here. <laughs> right? You've seen it in movies. You've said, I, I can't take this. I got to get out of here. I, I just kind of wonder. Because even though we, we are hearing of more of these incidences, they're fairly rare when it comes to interrupting the flight of, a, of an airliner or somebody trying to jump off the plane. But they are more frequent than they have been. And I just wonder if we are being driven slowly insane by everything. You know, by everything. You got this guy in uh, in New York. His name is Frank James. He's the guy who got on the uh, the subway yesterday, uh, shot up a bunch of people. I had heard that uh, nineteen uh, people were shot altogether. Fortunately, the guy was a terrible shot. He had a nine millimeter and he uh, jammed it up. He put a gas mask on. Generally, when you see somebody put a gas mask on, that's a warning. But you know, honestly, it's twenty twenty two. So somebody might see somebody wearing a gas mask and go, "Oh, he's just concerned about COVID. He's just concerned about. He doesn't want to get COVID." You know, you know, you know. I mean, is a is a full fledged gas mask just uh, just a little? It's a little bit crazier than an you know M seventy one or whatever the hell mask they are, but not quite completely uh, you know insane. But uh, but this guy, he gets on the train, he puts on a gas mask, he throws some uh, some rudimentary uh, I guess smoke bombs. Uh, he apparently had a can of gasoline in the van that he had, and he had a. Uh, uh, some fireworks. So clearly his synapse was not firing properly. He's, he's nuts. I'll just say that. Now, it doesn't take away from the fact that I think the guy is a racist and he's been driven insane by hatred. There's that too. 
you know, you combine it with all of the fear mongering and then you've got people on MSNBC and you've got people on academia and you've got people on everywhere saying that white people are uh, white supremacists. Trump supporters are white supremacists. It is 1863 all over again. It is 1968 all over again. Everything in my life is not my fault. It's, it's somebody else's fault. And then you get this. Frank James, 62 years old, New York subway, comes from Wisconsin. Guy apparently was on, listen to this, he was on a terrorist watch list. Did you realize that? He was known to the FBI, he was on a terrorist watch list after an incident in New Mexico in 2019. And the FBI missed it. You know why the FBI missed it? Because he wasn't wearing a MAGA hat. (laughs) And he wasn't a parent at a school board meeting talking out against CRT. He was a promoter of it. Maybe that's why the FBI looked the other way. Maybe that's why the FBI didn't want to talk about the guy's uh, race. You can't make it part of the description. You can't. He's just a five foot five fat guy. He's just five foot five, 170 pounds. Nothing else. And then we find out the guy's a black guy. And by hearing his, uh, you know, his his rantings on uh, on YouTube, it sounds like he has a real problem with uh, race. He has a real problem with hatred, and he has a real problem with sanity. All of this stuff is are adding up to driving us completely insane. Then I find out that in Brooklyn, New York, coming up uh, in a couple of months, uh, John Hinckley Jr.'s concert is sold out. (laughs) John Hinckley's concert. John Hinckley Jr.'s concert is sold out. He's going to play a show in uh, Brooklyn this summer after serving 35 years in a psychiatric hospital. Yeah. So he's going to be, uh, apparently, the ticket sales are really good. Uh, The Market Hotel in Brooklyn, tickets for the uh, hotel show, it's apparently sold out. Everybody wants to go see the, I I guess for history's sake, and perhaps maybe some of these people are journalists who want to get in this show to see what's going on, but apparently he's got a 14-song LP, and they still had LPs when he was put in jail in uh, 1981, and, and he did it under his own uh, record label. It's called Emporia Records. Um, he was going to do uh, Murder, Murder, Death, Death Records, but uh, he decided not to do that. And then he decided to call it uh, Jody Records. That didn't work the whole Jody Foster thing. you got to kind of wonder how Jody Foster feels about all of this. You know, Jody Foster, because, uh, you know, this guy shot Ronald Reagan because uh, Jody Foster, his alleged love for Jody Foster. I think I got a little bit of his music here. Let's hear John Hinckley Jr. My latest single. He's the latest single, ladies. It's called The Places I Have Been. And it's available on Spotify and iTunes. Yeah, the, the place you've been the last 35 years is a, is a little padded room. The other streaming sites. And that makes 26 songs of mine. That I have on the streaming site, so check him out when you have a chance. We will do that, sure, this John. Is one of those twenty-six songs. One of those twenty-six songs here. Here is it. Here he is. Ding, 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 Jody. You're in my dreams oh. most every night. You're still looking fine, Jody. High up on a pedestal. I wouldn't pay to see this. I'm so glad you're mine. Who would you like me to kill this time, Jody? Life here on Earth is black and white. Well, it is now, anyway. Okay, there you go. That's that's true, John Hinckley. (laughs) Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The world has gone uh, insane, and and the same city that had a a, a mass shooter on the loose, and, uh, you know, John Hinckley's show is sold out in Brooklyn this summer. Who's opening for him? uh, You know, well, Charles Manson's dead. He wasn't going to get out. Who's going to open for him? I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer's dead. Who else? Who else can we... Oh, no. Oh, my God. The guy who... uh, Sirhan Sirhan. 
Did, did they let him out yet? Sirhan Sirhan shot uh, Robert Kennedy, and I think he's getting out this. What a bill that would be. Can you imagine? It's a double bill, sold-out show. Sirhan Sirhan opens for John Hinckley Jr. Wow. Just nuts. Right now, the FBI says that the number one priority, and, and Alejandro Mayorkas of the HHS says, our biggest threat to the country as a whole is white supremacy. Now, I need to know where the white supremacy attacks are happening because I'm not seeing them. I did see a whole lot of black supremacy attacks in the summer of 2020 because they were race riots. They were bought and paid for by George Soros. They were caused by adherence to a Marxist ideology called Black Lives Matter and a fascist ideology called Antifa, which is funny because they're fascists. Nothing was said about that. The FBI is not doing anything about that. There are no congressional hearings on Black Lives Matter, a corrupt organization that had their fingerprint all over everything. If you don't believe me, go to all of the cities that burned over the summer and watch all of the buildings spray-painted BLM. Tell me that it wasn't Black Lives Matter. Dear God in heaven, if there were one person spray-painted Trump on a building, the whole city, every fire that happened in that city was Donald Trump's fault. But Black Lives Matter, it's, it's no big deal. And this guy, this Frank James, all he is is echoing the talking points of Black Lives Matter or of Antifa about the country. He said in one, uh, in one video, speaking of gangs, he said, this is what white, I'll just say, bitches and white mother bleepers expect you to be. When you blow off one of their bleeping brains out, this is what you ask for. I also mentioned that he said he, he was very upset at Katanji Brown-Jackson for uh, marrying a white dude. I've got a little bit more audio from this and, uh, and also just out-of-control crime in, in uh, American cities where Democrats are in charge. Wholesale inflation is unbelievable. Wait till you hear what President Biden said about it yesterday. His solution for our gas prices is to reduce the price of gas by 10 cents a gallon and decrease your mileage. Yeah, I know. Genius. Absolute genius. Joe Biden uh, this week has apparently loosened or gotten rid of tariffs on a variety of uh, Chinese goods. Makes you kind of wonder if that $31 million that the Biden family got from Chinese oligarchs, as documented by Peter Schweitzer's new book and Hunter Biden's laptop, that maybe, I don't know, maybe he's getting a little favor. He's getting, doing a little bit of favoring for, uh, for China with regard to imports into our country. God knows it's worked with finding the origins of, uh, of COVID when we all know it's fairly obvious. Another, another case of, you know, there's something about that. I just kind of feel something's wrong about it. And then, then I look on television and I see the mainstream media either ignoring the story or saying my story is misinformation or disinformation. The Democrat Party saying that my story is misinformation and disinformation. And uh, big social media either canceling the story or calling it misinformation or disinformation. When all three of those come together on stories like Russia collusion, and now that we see the narrative and the story cover up and the lies about it, it brings into question all of the things that you and I have gone, huh, there's something not right about this. So what the hell do you suppose these people in Washington, D.C. know about what you and I are going through? 
And by the way, Joe Biden still says, still says, Jen Psaki, Joe Biden are still calling these Putin price increases. Would you like to guess how many, what percentage of Americans believe these are Putin's price increases? Would you like to guess? (laughs) Who do you blame for inflation? Well, 38% of Americans blame Biden for the economic woes that we are feeling with regard to inflation. And it's fairly obvious because people felt the same way before the invasion of uh, Russia by Ukraine. But as Democrats like to say, never let a good crisis go to waste. And so they're using it. Of course, they're using it to blame what they've done on someone else. Things have changed since the Sony Walkman. Remember that back in the 80s and you'd put the headphones over your ears and you'd go out and you'd walk around everything. And, you you know, the, the battery in your Walkman would last a couple hours. Well, now there are earbuds and lots and lots of them out there. Raycon wireless earbuds are exceptional. Why? Well, because they have a 32-hour battery life, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. Like this podcast. Yeah? Sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up. Maybe you need something to kind of meditate, clear your head. Kids are making noise in the background. Raycon started half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And Raycon's come with a 45-day happiness guarantee. So you really can't lose. Give them a try, and you will see what I mean. I promise you. Check this out. Go to buyraycon.com slash Newsmax and get 15% off your Raycon order, okay? Buyraycon.com slash Newsmax to save 15% on Raycons. Again, buyraycon.com slash Newsmax. We have a Dwayne in Dallas. Hello, Dwayne, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show in Florida. What's up, my friend? Hello, Rob. Um, I think I'm going to create a charity. What? I want to start raising money so that we can buy Joe Biden a mirror. And we can buy all the Democrats a mirror. And I'm going to have printed on the mirror, why did Joe Biden win? So they can look at themselves. Because yeah. it's their fault. All yeah. this talk about, like, Governor Abbott here in Texas being responsible for things. No, it's yeah. Joe Biden's fault. It's not Putin's fault. It's not uh, anybody else's fault but Joe Biden. And yeah. these people, apparently there are no mirrors in the White House. <laughs> this guy should not look at a reflection and yeah. not understand that he is the reason why this stuff, uh, I try to be nice, you know, this stuff is happening across the country. And I'm sick and tired of being told it's my fault uh, or having Jen Psaki tell me that it's somebody <laughs> else's fault. Well, Jen MSNBC Psaki needs to understand she's part of the problem, not part of the solution, because she works for a guy that has no clue what he's doing, and uh, I hope more poor birds fly over his head. Yes, exactly. I, I look at his uh, karmic payback, the bird giving him a little bit more, because you know what, that's what Joe Biden's been doing to us for the last year and a half. Uh, by the way, Greg Abbott is, uh, they've already started uh, loading buses carrying Colombian, Cuban, and Nicaraguan uh, Venezuela migrants. Uh, uh, they just set a bus. It has arrived in D.C. from Texas. I just read that this morning in the U.K. Daily Mail. That's got to make you feel good. It does. I good. love it. I mean, send them there. Send them to the Nancy's I love it. I love it. You, know, I, I, you bet, you bet. Listen, if Biden is willing to do this to small towns in Texas and Arizona and others uh, in Florida and other places around the country, then why the hell not? Why the hell not send these illegals to Washington, D.C.?
We have the honor and privilege and uh, the awesomeness of a special guest who I love having on the show, Jenna Ellis, former attorney to President Trump, Newsmax contributor, political pundit, uh, rock star, joins us on the phone. Hello, Jenna. How are you today? I'm great, Rob. It's always such a pleasure to join you. Well, I got a couple things I want to start things off with. I wanted to mention uh, before you try to get tickets, John Hinckley Jr.'s show in Manhattan or in Brooklyn has been sold out this summer. I just got the headline today. So I hate to be the bearer of bad news. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, I was I was thinking about this this morning. I was like, this would be the equivalent of um, in like 1890, uh, John Wilkes Booth returning to the stage after being let out of prison. This is not good. Not good. That's, that's a great analogy. Yeah, um, you know, it's amazing what uh, what actually passes for theater and art these days. It is. Uh, it is remarkable. It, it, exactly. There's a lot of insanity going on in the world, and I hope we're reaching a turning point. I did uh, notice this morning, and you had mentioned that uh, uh, CDC has, even though a few uh, months ago, I guess, said that cloth masks were worthless, are now saying that you still have to keep them on when you're flying on a plane or riding on a bus. Honestly, what the heck, Jenna? I, it, it can't just be that they're trying to parlay this fear into the 2022 election because people aren't getting it. Why? Why? What? Any idea? Right. And, you know, they only extended it for two weeks, saying that they're going to monitor an uptick in COVID cases. And obviously, nobody cares. There is only a uh, there's only a transportation mask mandate anymore. But we're also seeing that uh, some states and some local municipalities are reinstituting a mask mandate, even though you're right. They said uh, the CDC said that cloth masks are worthless. Even their patron saint, Dr. Fauci, has been, you know, back and forth on this issue. So yeah. what's really going on, in my opinion, is that they're just laying the groundwork for the 2022 election sure. and trying to make sure that this whole universal vote by mail and a lot of these mail-in yeah. ballot no excuses and all of these ways that the executive branch um, basically violated the province of the legislature, they're trying to pave that way and they're going to use COVID as a pretext because for the Democrats, why change up their playbook? If it worked in 2020, yeah. why not just rerun the same play in 2022? Yeah, I wonder if they're going to be as successful. Uh, this would be the only thing that would, I think, even affect the tsunami that is coming. Um, and then you see that uh, there will be no Zuckerbucks in this election cycle, and you have a whole lot of motivated uh, Republicans who are going to be monitoring everything. So I hope that won't play out. I suggested last year that the next big thing because the government used COVID. They used COVID to make people dependent, to shut them down, to make them focus on their kids and their their kids' education uh, instead of what the, the government was doing to them or not doing for them and whatnot. And I said the next big front would be food and gas. And I yeah. kind of wonder, it's clear that the gas thing has been self-inflicted. It was done purposely because, uh, you know, we've heard for years they want to get uh, gas prices as high as Europe. But I wonder if some of the supply chain with regard to gas and now food is intentional to impact the election, to distract, to maybe cause government dependency, because in states around the country, they're already saying, hey, gas carts, because you can't afford gas. What do you think? Right. Oh, 100 percent. And I think that there's no question that uh, Biden and his controllers, I mean, obviously, we know that, that Biden's not really the one calling the shots. Uh, But the Biden administration and the Democrats are pushing as hard as they can to get us into a state like socialist Europe or even worse. So the way that they're doing this, of course, is multifaceted. Uh, The Democrats never just run 
one single line of attack. They're actually very strategic. And so, of course, they're attacking the economy. They're attacking and harnessing, you know, the weapon, uh, weaponizing the law in terms of the Emergency Powers Act. They're trying to make uh, votes not count in America. I mean, they're trying all of these things to yeah. usher in not only socialism, but ultimately a Marxist regime. And that's yes. their entire worldview premise, and that's their goal. And we're seeing that not only with green energy and the way that they're trying to weaponize and force that on Americans. Yeah. Um, and so they're trying to drive up the price of gas so that we have to turn to what's called, you know, what they term a clean or green energy. And of course, you know, there are the ways of taking care <laughs> of the environment and being more uh, productive and actually better with our natural resources. Everybody can agree with that generally. But in the way that the Democrats are trying to use this and to say, you know, we have to have this type of clean energy as a modern health crisis. And we have to uh, put this on people in the form of mandate is exactly what violates our Constitution and the ability for us to choose what's best for ourselves and our family and make these decisions under a capitalist framework um, more than just what the regime is telling us we have to go and purchase. It's the same reason that Obamacare is unconstitutional. Look, they Mm -hmm. tried to do this with health care back in the day. They're trying to do this. Now, with the COVID restrictions and the COVID mandates, they're trying to do this in every way possible so that they can break down the American system of freedom and liberty and say that they, the elite, get to decide for us, the people, how we can best live our lives. Jenna, I look at you as a, uh, a leading thinker in the country in the conservative movement, and, and I'm curious because I get a lot of different answers with regard to this Uh, gender nonsense. Um, I know that in Great Britain during the COVID restrictions, uh, the interest by children in becoming the opposite gender grew by 20%, proving that this is a choice. Uh, Why is this happening? What In your heart, why is this happening? Why is Disney no longer a safe space and for kids just to be kids? Why is this in academia? Why is this in corporate America? What are they trying to do? Well, this is all about the Marxist regime as well and making uh, identity something that is fluid so that they're they're wanting to break down the traditional family, traditional values, and they're also wanting to make uh, human sexuality a matter of convenience and a matter of commodity and restriction um, and population control rather than the way that God intended it. And so when you look at what Big Pharma is doing, not only with uh, the vaccine mandates and instilling all of this fear in people. And, uh, you know, whether or not you choose the vaccine, that should be your choice, how you mm-hmm. decide to look at the data and select for yourself. But how big pharma is harnessing and manipulating the transgender movement to have oh. all of these new patients. and I mean, follow yes. the line. But yes. even more than that, it is a worldview from the left that is rooted in Marxist ideology, that they want to tear down human sexuality, traditional values, and everything that makes our country great. It is remarkable, and I do, I think we're turning a corner here, Jenna. I knew that we were turning a corner before the 2020 election, and and I, you know, you may disagree, but I certainly believe the election was not not fair. Uh, I don't believe that Joe Biden should be the president. That said... Uh, now we're looking at uh, 2022, the revenge. And I think that uh, people are really, really, uh, there's a backlash. I saw that 7 in 10 Americans are now saying, you know, we're not going to support Disney anymore. Do you suppose that Disney is going to live to regret majorly or that they will die on the on the sword of uh, of wokeism? 
Well, I hope that they are already regretting it majorly. And I know that, um, you know, Bob Chapek, who is their CEO, was not well liked anyway, even before this. But for their, I mean, it's the same thing in the Disney uh, internal corporate governance as it is in in American government right now, yeah. where the current people in power don't actually speak for the majority of people who are being governed by them. Because there are so many people, you know, myself included, I, I've been a lifelong a Disney fan. My my parents, um, yeah. you know, met in California. Their senior prom was at Disneyland. You uh, know, my grandmother lived uh, just a few miles away. I mean, we are a Disney family, and that certainly doesn't speak for us. It certainly doesn't speak for all of the families who want to go to Disney because Walt Disney's original dream was to have a place to bring his daughters that was family friendly. And so, for yeah. these these corporate elitists to think that the less than three percent of their 200,000 employees, constituents, all of that, that go along with it, that that kind of statement somehow speaks for everyone who works for them and everyone who participates yep. in their in, in their company, then that's just wrong. And I think they're yep. going to live to regret it, and time will tell whether they're willing to sacrifice their company on the altar of wokeness or whether or not their shareholders will say, well, wait a minute, we actually are investing in this company because we want to be profitable, and you guys need to make sure that you dial this back. <clears throat> I think it's a damn shame, to be quite honest. I've been to Disney a number of times. I broadcast from their studios on the ship and everything, and I, and I think it's really sad and terrible. And, and I like to liken, I'm not a big horror movie fan, but a lot of the times the one of the biggest conventions of horror movies is to make something that is uh, the most secure place dangerous. So, for instance, in the, uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, what's the safest place you can go? To sleep. And that's when Freddy gets you. Well, I'm not saying that Disney is this way, but pedophilia is that way. That's why pedophiles become soccer coaches, and they become whatever, because they want to get closer to children, and children feel safer there. Uh, and and that's what that's worth kind of victimizing because that's what yeah. that's what predators do is they look yeah. for the vulnerable and that's why actually in American criminal law we have heightened penalties for people who prey on the most vulnerable in our society including the yeah. elderly and including children because we know that they are more susceptible to being victimized in certain circumstances and that is fundamentally evil it's wrong and the fact that we are now as a culture and of course regular rational people are pushing back on this, but the left wants to infiltrate the culture and say that these minor attracted persons just have no. a perfectly acceptable <laughs> sexual orientation. It's horrific. Nope. It's, nope. It's, it's monstrous, and we absolutely have to protect our children, and I'm very grateful for Ron DeSantis for being yeah. the spearhead in this fight. I am too. Listen, Jenna, I greatly appreciate you joining me. I know that Easter week is a big deal for all Christians, and I am. I feel the coming Easter Sunday and this week in general, I feel hopeful that um, that good is going to win. I really do, despite all the headlines and everything, I really do. Do you have any special plans uh, for your Easter weekend? I do, actually. I'm going to see somebody pretty special in my life, and uh, that'll be really fun. And uh, so I do, and you know, and I always um, for Easter, it's it's actually the most important uh, holiday for Christians in this time, of, which actually means Holy Day, and a time of uh, coming together and reflecting that no matter what goes wrong in our culture, no matter where it seems like evil is gaining a foothold, at the end of the day, we always have hope because we know that our eternal hope rests in the fact that Jesus, who is the Son of God, He was God in the flesh came to this earth, 
died on the cross and literally physically rose from the dead and paid the penalty for all of the evil in the world. And we only have to accept him and acknowledge him as our Lord and Savior and as God to receive eternal life and have eternal hope in Christ. And so no matter what goes wrong, of course, we fight for our culture, we fight for all of these values, uh, we fight for our families. But at the end of the day, we're doing that because we believe in the promises and the truth of what we celebrate on Easter morning. Uh, one more thing, yay or nay, just tell me yay or nay as I say each of these, yes or no. Marshmallow peeps, yay or nay? Yay, and I know it's crazy, but yes, I like them. <laughs> All right, what about Cadbury cream eggs, gross or cool? They're cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 think... I like candy, and I also like candy corn. I rarely <laughs> eat candy that I don't like. I got you. All right, cool. Have a glorious Easter. God bless you, Jenna, and I hope to have you on again soon. God bless you, too, and chocolate-covered bacon. That's where it's at. Oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> this weekend is uh, is Easter weekend, and I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like to, you know, pound the Bible. I don't like to, uh, you know, proselytize on the, on the radio necessarily, but I am a Christian. I'm a deeply Christian person, and um, I think we need Easter this year more than ever. I really do. And I'm looking forward to this weekend as just a respite, just a calm when I get back from here, just a calm... Maybe this weekend for all of us, well, regardless of your beliefs, just take a breath and go, okay, good is going to win. Because sometimes it gets to be uh, a little bit much. And we are seeing little victories. And, and then we are also seeing um, evil on the rise in the world. And it's got to be defeated. Last night I was watching uh, the news, and I, you know, I watch uh, Newsmax, and I also watch Tucker, and I switch back and forth and record one. And but Tucker was talking about the, uh, the China crackdown and what's going on in Shanghai, and there are people, millions, 25 million people locked up in Shanghai completely in their apartments screaming for their lives. This is a genocide in Shanghai, China, by starvation. We also see what Russia is doing. We see now what China is doing. We see what Iran wants to do. Good is going to win, but evil is going to make some inroads, some inroads. But I'm ever hopeful. Thanks for listening today. Please share with others. Make sure to check out my show on Newsmax, which is called Rob Carson's What in the World. If you go to NewsmaxTV.com, you can see the archive if you missed last week's episode. In the meantime, God bless you. God bless our military. God bless our police. Remember Ashley Babbitt, and above all, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.